Thanks for joining us for the special Mid-East Prophecy Edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. shares the Mid-East Prophecy Update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. In today's Prophecy Update, Pastor J.D. discusses how the handwriting is on the wall concerning Jesus' imminent return. All current events related to the COVID pandemic, global political events, weather-related disasters, and more were prophesied in the book of Revelation. Nothing is a surprise to God. His plan is underway. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update on YouTube. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on December 12, 2021. I want to talk with you today about how it is and why it is that the handwriting is on the wall, which is actually a biblical idiom, specifically concerning that which is now seemingly imminent prophetically. Actually, it's kind of interesting, the secular world, as they've been known to do, has hijacked this from the Word of God. I know Arabs shouldn't use the word hijacked, but for lack of a better one, if you prefer stolen, so many things that the world takes from the Word of God, and this is one of them, they completely took this idiom and define it as a sign that something catastrophic is imminent. So when you hear that expression, the handwriting's on the wall, you know what's coming. The origin of this is from the book of Daniel, and it's the account that we have recorded for us in Daniel chapter 5, when King Belshazzar has this great feast there in Babylon, and he ends up blaspheming God by using the vessels that they had taken from the temple in Jerusalem when they had taken the Jews captive into Babylon. So picture the the scene with me here in Daniel 5. There they are. This is a huge feast. In fact, some of the archaeological digs there in ancient Babylon have uncovered these huge, I mean enormous, banquet halls that could facilitate literally thousands of people, and this was one of those places. And they are partying, they are getting drunk. I don't mean to get graphic, but certainly their partying and drinking was riddled with debauchery and sexual immorality. And we're told in the account that as they're 
drinking their wine, they're also praising their gods. And we have those gods listed for us. They're the false gods of gold, silver, bronze, iron, wood and stone. And here they are drinking and getting very drunk and partying and all kinds of debauchery. Then all of a sudden, again picture this scene with me, out of nowhere fingers of a hand appear. Boy, that'll kill a party right there, yeah? They all watch this now, of course, as you might imagine. And this hand begins writing on the wall, opposite where the lampstand was, so that it's well lit. And interesting, we're told this detail in the narrative that King Belshazzar became so fearful that his knees literally began to knock against each other. That's how much fear filled him. So what does he do? Well, he calls for his astrologers and soothsayers and shows them this handwriting on the wall, but they're unable to understand it, let alone interpret it. When the queen hears about this, she goes to King Belshazzar and tells him to call on Daniel. And then she says this about him, listen to this, in whom is the spirit of the holy God? Oh, would to God that we would be numbered amongst those of whom it could be said, in them is the Spirit of the Holy God. There's a fascinating account in Acts chapter 14 where Peter and John are speaking boldly with authority, teaching the Scriptures, and everybody there is just blown away. And they marveled, and they're puzzled, because these are just ordinary men. They're not learned in the Scriptures, and yet listen to what they're saying. And then we're told in the text that then they realized that these men had been with Jesus. Oh, would to God that we would also be numbered amongst those of whom it would be said. These men, these people, have been with Jesus. Well, they go and get Daniel. He's brought before the king, but he doesn't interpret it right away. He first, and rightfully so, tells the king that he's guilty of exalting himself, lifting himself up, against the Lord of heaven in using these vessels from the temple of the Lord. And then he goes on to tell him that he has not glorified the God who, get this, and I love this, holds his very breath in his hand. Think about that. Here's this king that has exalted himself and the God 
that holds that next breath. Everybody breathe right now, because right now I just stopped breathing by default. (laughs) That very next breath you're going to take, guess who holds that breath in his hand? God does. And this God that holds your next breath in your hand, King, you have not glorified Him. Truth be made known, you've blasphemed Him. And then he proceeds to interpret the handwriting on the wall. And we pick it up in verse 25 of Daniel 5. And this is the inscription that was written. Many, many tekel ufarsin. This, verse 26, is the interpretation of each word. Many. God has numbered your kingdom and finished it. Tekal, you have been weighed in the balances and found wanting. Peres, your kingdom has been divided and given to the Medes and Persians. Then, we're told, Belshazzar gave the command and they clothed Daniel with purple and put a chain of gold around his neck and made a proclamation concerning him that he should be the third ruler in the kingdom, which Daniel had already said he was not interested in. It's verse 30 that I want to draw your attention to, because it's going to be germane to our understanding. That very night, that very night, Belshazzar, king of the Chaldeans, was slain. And Darius the Mede received the kingdom, being about 62 years old. Okay, why, why do I want to start out this way? Because the parallels of this account are eerily similar to what's happening in the world today. I'll even take it a step further and say, in some ways, it's exactly what's happening today. Namely, that of God numbering this final evil kingdom of man and finishing it by virtue of how this world has been weighed in the balances and found wanting. And as such, the world is now divided, like never before, I might add. And like with Belshazzar, who was slain that very night, so too is Jesus coming as a thief in the night. If you'll kindly allow me to, I want to, for the remainder of our time together today, expound on how it is that the handwriting is on the wall. And now it's just a matter of time. So what follows are just four. There are more, but four reasons that It's just a matter of time now. The handwriting is on the wall. 
given the swiftness with which everything is happening in the world today. First, the handwriting is on the wall concerning the imminent collapse of the world's economies so as to usher in a digital cashless system. And one need not be an economist or a financial expert to see that what we are witnessing is a controlled demolition, and I use those two words for a reason. It is a controlled demolition of the world's economies, and it is in full force in order to get to what the World Economic Forum has dubbed the Great Reset. For those who were interested, we did an update on this titled The Great Set Up. For the Great Reset, all of which is, I mean, this is really an understatement, it is exactly, precisely what the Bible says will happen. It's happening. And we're witnessing it in real time, right before our very eyes. If you're anything like me, and I believe that you are, I mean, you're seeing the same propaganda as I am, right? You want to keep those inflation numbers on the screen. You know, bacon, <laughs> a, I, I take that very seriously. It's like 39% higher than, I'm sorry for the levity, if I don't try to laugh, I'm just going to break down and cry. This is all deliberate. It's all by design. How are you going to bring about a cashless one world economy vis-a-vis -vis this great reset? Well, we got to demolish, destroy, dismantle, collapse the existing one. Well, how are we going to do that? Oh, I know. We need a phony baloney crisis. What do you mean? Well, according to the, those, <laughs> you'll forgive me for bringing this up, but those great theologians, the Simpsons? I'm just going to leave that one right there. I find it very interesting that, and we talked about this in an update concerning predictive programming. I mean, it goes back decades. But they had this one episode, very interesting, chilling actually, where they have this meeting with all of the major networks. So they have to come up with this crisis, and they call this emergency meeting. We need a phony baloney crisis. I know. Let's come up with a virus. And then we'll, we'll have this vaccine, and then they already have the vaccine. And I'm, I'm, this is a cartoon. I, the Simpsons, it's an episode. You can find it. Well, they probably buried it. If not, they've probably already scrubbed it. But this was from many years ago. So they call over NBC. Yeah, bring NBC over. So the guy from NBC comes over, and they jab him, and he falls, and he drops dead right there on the spot. 
How do they know? Hmm, that sounds very similar to what's happening now. So that's the mechanism. That's the, again, phony baloney crisis that they've created. Because again, I hope you know (laughs) that the vaccine, so-called, it's not a vaccine, was not created for COVID. COVID was the crisis that was created for this so-called vaccine. And this actually ties into number two, which is that the handwriting is on the wall concerning the imminent implementation of a global social credit score system in order to buy and sell. Actually, it's already beginning to come to pass. These so-called, again, vaccine passports have nothing to do with your health. They have everything to do with your data, to be able to track you and trace you and control you, control what you're able to do, where you're able to go, what you're able to buy. And this is exactly, again, I'm using this word, it's an understatement, forgive me for raising my voice, but it's exactly what the book of Revelation says will happen. During the seven year tribulation, there will be a system in place, already here, And this system will be such that what will decide and determine your ability to buy and sell, you'll have to have some kind of a digital biometric ID mark on your forehand or forehead. And your ability to function in society already, those who are unvaccinated cannot participate in society. And it's coming soon to an island near you, by the way. It's coming to a head, literally. See, when your cell phone is on you, they got you. They want to take now what is in this and put it in you. So they can connect you to what is known as the internet of things, which is now being called the internet of bodies. They will all be connected by way of blockchain technology which all blockchain technology is, in its simplest form, is a verification system. Once a transaction, typically in cryptocurrency, has been verified, authenticated, and validated, the block is completed and added to the chain. It's only verification. And so using blockchain technology, This digital biometric ID system will be in you 
and you'll be connected and your ability to participate in society will be predicated upon you being vaccinated. And I'm not standing up here as is my privilege to every week, and I mean that when I say that, it's not hyperbole. I am profoundly privileged to be the pastor of this amazing church and do what God's called me to do. But I'm not standing up here before you today saying, this is what is coming. I am saying today, it's already here. It's already in place. It's just a matter of time. The handwriting is on the wall. This is imminent. It is imminent. Just a matter of time. Again, for those who would be interested, we did an update on this titled, Coming to a Head. The links are there on the website, but we did a deep dive into what's known as this social credit score system. One last thing on this one. It's similar to your credit score that determines your ability to borrow. If you want to get a loan, they'll check your credit score, and if it's high enough, then you're going to get that loan. But if you have a poor credit score, they will deny you the loan. Do you see the connection there? So this isn't your credit score. This is your social credit score that changes everything, changes the whole complexion of it. Social meaning you have to comply with social distancing, social credit score, social coming from the word society. You have to be in compliance. And that will drive your social credit score up or bring your social credit score down depending on how you behave. You post something on social media that goes against the narrative, boom, down that thing goes. Again, it's already here. Well, number three, the handwriting is on the wall concerning the imminent Antichrist's revelation and commencement of the seven-year tribulation. And one need look no further than to the aforementioned great setup for the great reset to see that the prophetic stage is being set up for the Antichrist. Nowhere will you read in Bible prophecy that the Antichrist is a part of setting it all up. All he does when he arrives on the scene and is revealed as the Savior, all he does, it's already been set up, all he does is turn the switch on because it's already been set up. Thanks for joining us for this special Mideast Prophecy Update edition of In Spirit and Truth. We understand how important it is to know what God's Word says, especially in our world today. 
All around us, we see violence and despair running seemingly unchecked. We do what we can to alleviate these crises we encounter, but all the while we know evil is waiting right around the corner. The Bible tells us that Jesus will return one day and finally wipe the enemy's influence from the face of the earth forever. This event is closer than we may think, and it's important to know what to expect. The prophecies we read in the Bible can be confusing, but they do provide us with clues as to what we'll see unfolding in our world as we near the return of our King. Each week in the Mideast Prophecy Update, Pastor J.D. takes a look at the current events happening around the globe and holds them up to the lens of God's Word. He shares what God reveals to him with you each week. This information is not meant to scare you, but rather to inspire you to take the gospel message out into the world. Every person needs to have the chance to meet Jesus before he returns and to know what his love and grace can do for them. These Mid-East Prophecy Updates are available to you on our YouTube channel as well or through our mobile app. Visit InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com to find links to both. Thanks for listening today and be sure to join us for the next update right here on In Spirit and Truth.